Hello and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. I'm Paul Salerno, the creator and host of the show, and this is another edition of Talk Radio. Today is Thursday, June 24th. Today we're going to talk NBA. We're in the conference finals. A lot of exciting stuff is going on. A lot of surprises. Did not think Brooklyn would lose. They're gone. Did not think Utah would lose. They're gone. So I guess it really doesn't matter what I think, because when I think, they're gone. But anyway, we're going to look at these series. A lot of exciting stuff. Clippers, Phoenix, that's going to be exciting. Um, as is Milwaukee and Atlanta. So a lot of good stuff to go. And uh, let's break it up and have some fun and do a little basketball here on Talk Radio with Paul. Okay. Well, are you excited? Four teams left. They started with 16. We've, 12 teams have been eliminated. Um, first time for the Clips to be in a conference final. I can't remember the last time Phoenix was in a conference final. So, it's excitement there on the West Coast. And what about the East Coast? Because when you take the pressure off the Milwaukee Bucks, turns out they can play ball. So they took down the Nets, and now we've got them going up against Atlanta. I guess the biggest story of them all is Trey Young. Um, you know, he's clearly raised his level of play to a whole nother level, and um, I think he's uh, on his way to becoming the next Steph Curry. And I said that in the first round when they were playing New York. I was just so surprised how incredible he was. Um, a funny footnote, at the uh, halfway mark during the All-Star break, um, it turns out every year one or two big players misses the All-Star game. And sure enough, this year, Trey Young did not make it. They, he just simply, you know, there's only so many seats to be filled, and they didn't choose Trey Young. And I was disappointed because... Trey, I mean, Trey Young is good, and there's a lot of great stars out there, but Trey Young is more valuable to that Atlanta team than most of these other players were to their team, just because um, Atlanta doesn't have much else without him. Okay, so at any rate, um, like I said, 12 teams are gone, so there's four teams left, so let's take a look at what happened to the Brooklyn Nets, because they were just playing their own song. That's right, they weren't going to sleep because they were on a mission. They were going to win a championship. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, no sleep in Brooklyn until they win that championship. Well, as it turns out, they can sleep all off-season now because they're done. Um, heartbreaking. I was really rooting for them. I wanted to see them carry on. Um, but the worst thing that could happen in Game 7 happened, and that was they had no chemistry. And why didn't they have any chemistry? Because Kyrie Irving was out, and he is the man who brings the chemistry. So KD couldn't do it by himself. James Hart played backseat to KD. Um, and Milwaukee gets a big win. So congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Meanwhile, I'm going to just have to cope with the fact that the, Brook, uh, the Nets aren't going to win. Um, you know, I had to cope with the fact that Gonzaga didn't win the uh, men's 
the um, basketball, college basketball tournament, just a lot of coping and no victory. But that's just life. So no sleep for uh, the Brooklyn Nets. They're gone, done, finished. And then there's still another team. What about the Sixers? Boy, they got to be going through some serious heartbreak right now. I mean, after they have that big win in the last round, and then, you know, to think, well, we can take off Atlanta and get our way back to the finals. Didn't happen. Atlanta, because of Trey Young, said there'll be no freedom in Philadelphia because Philadelphia is the land of the freedom, and they were going to try to find a little freedom because they haven't won a championship in since 83, I think it was. And, you know, Doc Rivers, and he had a good team. Joel Limby, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, um, Superman, who I still like. The, the list goes on. But the point is, they were not able to close out a Game 7 at home, just like the Nets. Therefore, they're not going on. They're done. Congratulations to the Sixers on a good year. Congratulations to Joel Embiid. You should have been the MVP. The writers really don't understand the game the way I do. But at any rate, that's where we're at there. And let's say goodbye to one other one. Because I really thought the best team of them all was in the West. Um, but it turns out, in the West, where your Utah Jazz and your Utah Jazz, who um, have the best record in basketball. They've been winning games at home like crazy all year, but they've been singing their own song as well. And it turns out that all that jazz, it's not rock and roll, it's not rap, it's not even country western, it's jazz, baby. And they were playing Utah Jazz basketball all year long. I just love listening to jazz. Makes me want to have a hot dog and a beer. You know, an incredible team they were. They had the sixth man of the year with um, Jordan Clarkson, the defensive player of the year with Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, probably the best, if not one of the best um, point guards in the game. Um, Mike Conley, and this was where the bummer came in. Uh, he was not able to play in the first round, or the, that, the last round, and that was the difference. By the time he came back for game six, it was over. Um, they just weren't the same team without him, and, and you know, injuries happen, you have to deal with it. Odd, uh, funny series, they won the first two, but then the Clips came on strong and won four in a row. So Utah Jazz is no longer with us. They've gone by the wayside like so many others. So as I said, we're down to four teams. And before we look at these four teams, what we're going to do now is we are going to say goodbye to all these teams, the 12 teams that didn't make it, because for those teams, it's just lights out. Remember when the Lakers were in the playoffs? Seems like a month ago. Everybody thought the Lakers had a chance. No, their lights went out real early. What about the New York Knicks? First time they were in the playoffs in, I don't know, 20 years? Sellout crowded New York uh, Madison Square Garden. 
Yeah, but they went up against Trey Young. Lights out. Next, you're gone. Miami Heat, the Eastern Conference defending champion. Well, turns out they traded um, Jay Crowder. So Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler weren't the same. Lights out. Your Brooklyn Nets, who I thought were going to win a championship, but had some injury problems and not the proper chemistry to Game 7. Lights out. Your Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid, Doc Rivers, the whole game at home, Game 7. Couldn't get it done. Lights out. That's right. Not everybody gets to be a champion, even though everybody wants to be a champion. Everybody wants to be number one. But the truth is there can only be one number one. So I would ideal I ideal that idealistically would like to see these teams realize they had a good year, they had a good run. Not everybody's gonna win a championship. But if you don't win it, you know what that means. Lights out. You gotta turn your lights up. You turn them off on the Lakers. What about Denver and Dallas? Well, they've all got that good center in the middle, Nikola Jokic and whatever that other boy is on Dallas. Lights out, they couldn't get past their teams. But there's four teams that still have the lights on. There's four teams that have not turned out the lights. And that's your Phoenix Suns, your Los Angeles Clippers, your Milwaukee Brewers, and your Atlanta Hawks. Lights are still on. We're not turning lights off for those four teams because they're in your conference final and two of those four teams are gonna do battle in your 2021 NBA Championship Series. All right. Let's take a look at these two series and see what I see, see what I think. Um, as I said, my predictions lately um, ain't worth a hell because um, I, I really thought Brooklyn and Utah were the best and uh, usually the best prevail. It, you know, injuries, let's talk about them because it really has made a big difference this year. Turns out Chris Paul is supposed to be back tonight for Phoenix. That could be the difference, especially if Kawhi Leonard's not back. Um, Phoenix smells blood. And, Phoenix, and Chris Paul has never been in an NBA championship. They're two games away from there. Now, if you just go back one series, the Clippers were down two games to none, but they came back. So we don't know what's going to happen here, but uh, I, I like Phoenix, even though the game's in Los Angeles. Um, that, that's going to be a hard win to do in L.A., but if they can win one of the two, then they still have home court advantage. So I, I like Phoenix. Um, you know, when you look at Phoenix, it's more than just CP3 who's been out. Um, the other one who's really stepped up as of late is uh, Ben Booker. And, um, you know, they, they've, got a, they've got a good cast, and that's what it takes. So let's take a quick look here at their lineup. There we go. Okay, so besides, besides Jay Crowder and uh, Devon Booker, um, DeAndre Ayton, they got the big center. Um, he's championship caliber. Uh, Miguel Bridges has stepped up. He's made sure that he's in double digits on the point scoring. And then their other guard is Cameron Payne. So ideally, if you look at the five, we don't have one main or one monster scorer. Even Chris Paul, he, he's more interested in assists and rebounds and, and, and stills. He'll put up 20 to 30. 
but it's not like um, Kevin Durant who's going to score 40 to 50, but then it's a one-man show and it doesn't get done. That's why Phoenix is strong. They've got depth, plus they've got a good bench. They've got Cameron Johnson and Torrey Craig. These guys are going to come in and give 10 to 15 points apiece. So production, and that's really what the game has turned into. And the reason I say that is because we now live in the era of the three-point line. So it's unrealistic to rely on one person um, for 48 minutes. You need production from four or five, um, if not six, players. And um, Phoenix has production. Now, on the other side of the coin, well, there's been a song I've been playing with these Clippers ever since we started these playoffs. And do you remember what that is? Have you been following the show? That's right. See, the Clippers have had to rely on their backcourt. And so they've got an old Zen master back there who's won many a championships. He's done it in Boston. He's done it in the Lakers. And that's right, your Los Angeles Lakers. Once again, they're going to need a little help from their main man, Rajon Rondo. I love Rajon Rondo because he's he controls the tempo of the game. He's old school, so he doesn't have to rush down there and shoot the three. He wants to draw a play. He wants to get everybody involved. But yet, he's right back on defense to make sure nobody's going to have a quick one go by him. Rajon Rondo comes off the bench, but the Clippers are going to need a little help. And if Rajon Rondo can do it like he did in the last series, then once again, the Clippers can be singing, Help me, Rondo. Okay, so now the big story on the front end is where are we at with Kawhi Leonard? Paul George has stepped up. you, you got to give him credit. And the other one who stepped up is that Marcus Morris. This forward's popping and putting in points. So they're, they're doing their thing. The backcourt is uh, Reggie Jackson's helping out Paul George. But again, Kawhi Leonard, I don't think he's playing tonight. I think um, it's... Clippers need this one at home. They'll probably get it. But um, Kawhi's going to have to get back into the series, um, especially being down two games if they're going to um, compete with Phoenix. So one last thing I will say about these two teams, or there's a footnote here. Um, keep in mind now the crowds are back to full capacity. I'll tell you what, there's not a louder building and a harder building to win in than Phoenix. I think they've won all their home games, if not all their games. Um, and that crowd is just electrifying. It really is the sixth man. So keep an eye on Phoenix at home because I don't know who or how somebody's going to beat them. With that crowd, that team has the ability to raise its level um, just by feeding off the uh, energy of the crowd. So, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna hope the Clippers can come around with a little Rajon Rondo and a little Magic and find their way back into this thing. Let's take a look at the East because in the East, well, nobody ever thought it was gonna be these two. Well, we, yeah, nobody even thought it'd be uh, Milwaukee. To be honest, everybody wrote off Milwaukee, which was um, kind of interesting. And because they wrote off Milwaukee, Milwaukee had no pressure and they beat the Nets and they're in the conference finals. They're gonna have they're going up against Atlanta. So the story is Trey Young. He clearly has been the best player in the playoffs. 
He has risen his level of play um, much higher than anybody else. He's had the ability to raise his team play um, and make his team play much better than anybody else. But they are, they're not invincible um, and they can be stopped. The key is, is the defense. And Philadelphia, I think on game two or three, they finally had an answer to him. And I'm not sure how they did it, if it was double teaming or if they were doing a rotation type of um, uh, uh, defense on him. But uh, um, Milwaukee's going to have to find an answer to that. Um, because if you don't, not only is he going to score his points, he's going to maneuver and let everybody else score their points. So uh, I, I still think Milwaukee is going to come back here. I, I think they're still the better team. But uh, the Trey Young factor, it's gotten them this far. So one never knows what's going to happen with um, Atlanta and Milwaukee. going to be exciting. Another building that's extremely um, hard to win in or is extremely loud is Atlanta. Um, that crowd is on their feet the entire game. Um, they're very electrifying. And when Atlanta gets going, that crowd is just a, it's an incredible thing. So what I think, if I'm going to make a prediction, I think you're going to see a Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks final. Never would have thought it. Can't believe it's going to happen. Um, but after it's all said and done, that's what I see at this point. So let's just see what happens. A lot of excitement. What do you think? If you have a thought on these playoffs, you know, you can send me an email at thesportscomedyshow at gmail.com. Also, you can hit the website. I still got the website up, although I must admit I've, I've had problems with um, loading fresh content. So I'm still working on that. But uh, the website's out there. And also on the podcast, um, I just got notification. We just um, hit our 4,000 downloads on the Bus Brown Network. So I thought that was kind of cool. 4,000 downloads. I want to thank everybody who's listened to the show, who's done download, and uh, given the sports comedy show a chance. Kind of cool. Okay. Let's take a look here. We've gone through the NBA. We talked about the show. You know, guys, I'm going to keep it short and sweet and leave it at there for today. Um, I'll be back before the finals. Some point be... Uh, Hopefully later on, or uh, next week, when uh, this series is towards the end of the uh, series, and we can talk a little more basketball, make some predictions, see if the Clips can come back, although I think Phoenix is on a mission. And I wouldn't be surprised if CP3 finally wins a championship. Um, I could see that happening, and that might be where we're headed here. That's just my thought on it. Anyway, I am Paul Salerno. I am the creator of the Sports Comedy Show. I want to thank you for listening and have a good day.